What's up, Bruin Bible listeners? This is your host, Will Decker. Wanted to bring you the sponsors for today's episode, Bet Online, where the gambling starts. I've got a bunch of good bets going on right now. I've got the Lakers making the playoffs. We've got futures bets coming around for MLB baseball. March Madness is around the corner. NBA playoffs on the horizon, too. Make sure to check out all of the gambling and all of your gambling needs at Bet Online, where the gambling starts. Make sure to use promo code LAFB to get a little discount. Uh, everything is great on bet online. I use it weekly for all my gambling needs. Make sure to check it out. What is up Bruin Bible listeners? We have another advertisement for you. We are so lucky to be sponsored by the great people at athletic greens. Uh, I started taking athletic greens specifically because I was lacking energy, lacking focus throughout the day and needed some special pick-me-up ingredients to make things happen in my life. Athletic Greens has done just that. I've become absolutely addicted to the process. It has over 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, probiotics, adaptogens to make your life easier uh, by doing this during the day. I like to take it to start my mornings off. I like to do it before a workout. It makes you feel energized, focused, and just have a lot more energy throughout the day than I typically expected. Right now, is the, it's the time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every single day. Uh, that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Uh, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to be give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash LAFB. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash LAFB to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Athletic Greens, a game changer when it comes to your health and your focus and your mindset. What is up and welcome to LA Football Network. This is Will Decker, your host. I'm joined by Adam Brenneman and my co-host, Paula Barantas. Uh, Adam, we are so thrilled to have you on the show today. We do a segment called the Bruin Bible, which is UCLA football stuff. So I'm really interested in getting your takes on the Pac-12, kind of what your thoughts are for maybe some of the early Heisman frontrunners for next year. But I want to dive into your football background, man. How did the game come to you when you were younger, and how did you end up at Penn State in the first place? Yeah, I, I uh, started when I was really young, man. My dad played football in college, right? So my dad was a tight end, D3 tight end. Uh, was pretty good, so I literally grew up like wanting to be a tight end, which is funny because not like nowadays tight ends a sexy position, yeah. but back then no one actually wanted to be a tight end, right? <laughs> yeah. a glorified right. lineman. Exactly. Um, so I grew up running the stick route in the backyard and, and wanted to wanted to play tight end and, and just loved the game of football. My parents didn't, didn't let me play for a while uh, until I got older, and then you know was just was always the bigger kid. Found out I was athletic randomly in ninth grade, and then you know a couple years later I had like 60 scholarship offers. So, you Nice. It happens overnight, man, and it's been a big blessing. What made Penn State the school for you? I mean, I know you grew up in Pennsylvania yeah. area. I mean, Penn State is like the legend school yeah. out there. What made it for you, Penn State? It's funny. I Throughout my entire recruiting process, I always said I wasn't going to go to Penn State because everyone from my hometown went to Penn State. You're like, we grew up an hour away right. from there. 
I wanted to do something different. And I had, you know, as I mentioned, I had a bunch of offers, West Coast offers, Notre Dame, SEC, um, Ohio State was like okay, kind of debate. Was debate yeah. <laughs> was wow. I, I, had to, I had to brag a little bit. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> was, uh, but, you know, was visiting all those schools. And then what it was is uh, Bill O'Brien got hired at Penn State. Billy O'B, yeah. For two years. And he had just come off the Super Bowl run with Gronk and Hernandez at tight end. They, they each had, you know, 100-some catches. And uh, when I saw that and he came to Penn State, the, the offense felt like a great fit. And it was my hometown school, right. man. So at the end of the day, even though I said I wasn't going to do it, I, I stayed home with the Penn State. My family was happy. Nice. Um, but, yeah, it ended up being the right choice. And then you went to, uh, was it University of Penn afterwards? Uh, UMass. UMass, yeah. UMass. So you finished your career there, and then you yeah. became a coach for Arizona State. Am I getting that right? Yep, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tight ends coach, how was it like coaching with Herm Edwards, a living legend amongst the coaching world? It was awesome, man. I mean, you know, I, I spent two years at Arizona State, first time as a uh, as a graduate assistant in year one, and then as the tight ends coach in year two. Um, you know, it's funny. All, it's all about relationships, right? When yeah. I was at high school, I was I played in the Under Armour All American game. Oh yeah. Guess who the head coach was of that? Herm Edwards. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so then, you know, I randomly get a call one day, and it's like someone who works for Herm. He's like, "Hey, we need. We're looking for uh, someone who can come coach tight ends at Arizona State." I wasn't even like in coaching. I, I was, you know, working, and I was like, "All right." So I said yes on a Friday. Moved on a Monday across the country to, to Phoenix, and uh, it was an awesome experience. I mean, you know, there, to be as young as I as I was, and to be able to lead a room of tight ends, and to kind of, you know lead and mold young man is, yeah. is such an awesome experience and to learn from people like Herm. I mean in that right. building we had Herm Edwards, Marvin Lewis, yeah. Pierce, um, some Kevin Mawai was there right? Yeah. It was like football heaven. Just so <laughs> much knowledge was in that room and uh, it was really really a cool experience and it has taught me a lot about how I view the game today. Yeah. So speaking of like players and we're talking about big names in the NFL I want to ask you about Deion Sanders. Yeah. You know obviously he's changing the game of yeah. What are your thoughts on Deion Sanders, and do you think that, like, moving forward, people are going to try to emulate that and change change the game of co the college game in general? Yeah, I, I do. It's a good question. I think I, I, there's a lot of athletic directors and school presidents that are going to regret for a Absolutely. long time yeah. on Deion Absolutely. Sanders Absolutely. when they should have yeah. because you know he won he. A lot of schools had opportunities, yeah. way bigger than Colorado, sure. um, to to take him, and they didn't because you know because of his. For whatever reason, he didn't have a ton of experience. Whatever it was, the way he carries himself, you know, yeah. like the people were afraid. And and uh, I forget his name. The AD at, at Colorado took a chance, and so far he hasn't he hasn't coached a game yet. Right. It's and paid off. Sure. And that that was my next question. Yeah. Do you think it'll be worth it? You know, the Pac-12 is obviously going through a big change. Yeah. Um, we were just talking. We think that the Pac-12 is not respected as a conference in yeah. football. It definitely you know? isn't. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as a fan of the Pac-12, yeah. that hurts. But um, yeah. So. You think it'll be worth it eventually. I, I mean, do. it's hard to tell, right? We don't know that. I do. When, when I think about college football, there's one thing that it all comes down to. It's talent acquisition. Sure. It's recruiting. Agreed. Yeah. You can recruit. It, it's, uh, it's not the X's and O's, the Jimmy's and Joe's, right? It's <laughs> players. I'm going to steal that. Yeah. And Deion Sanders <laughs> is as good as it comes yeah. at acquiring talent. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's arguably one of the arguably right now probably the best recruiter in the country yeah. and, and you've seen it with the transfers he's gotten yes. the, you know the 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 job he did with that signing class at a program that hasn't historically recruited well i mean right. no man he, they haven't done a good job so 
uh, I think pretty soon when you have great players, it turns around pretty fast. And I think we've seen um, him kind of change the game from a content standpoint. I mean, the amount of content they put out around Colorado, right. the engagement, the views, the, I, yeah, the I, for the Pac-12 too. I mean, talk about, you know, for a conference that's in media rights negotiations, that's um, desperately trying to, trying to yeah. figure yourself out trying to figure out what our identity is, to have someone like Deion Sanders in that conference yeah. is just enormous for a lot of reasons. And, and um, the commissioner of the Pac-12, I never say his last name right, George, whatever. Klevkov um, yeah, or whatever his guy. name is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Great guy. Yeah. yeah. He's doing a great job. He talked about how Deion Sanders being in the Pac-12 raises what we're worth as a, for media rights. I mean, it's, oh my it gosh. the game so much. I think at the end of the day, as I said, there's going to be a lot of ADs that are kicking themselves for not making that yeah. higher. He's a rare, like, transcendent, like, coolness. Like, I wasn't around to really watch him play. Like, his heyday was, yeah. like, after I became a fan of football when I was too young to, like, really notice. But yeah. even today, I'm like, that is a cool, you know, MFer on the yeah, sidelines. Sure. And Everybody wants to be a part of it, just off of his name alone. You know, it's yeah. like a school that you want to be a part of. It's like, they're having fun, but, you know, that's a good football mind there. So. Neon Dion, man. Yeah. I mean, and you're so talking about awesome. the recruiting, like getting Travis Hunter to Jackson State, which right. is an HBCU. Amazing. We've never seen that. That was the number one recruit in the country. Yep. He got the, I think I'm going to, you know, bit blank on his name, Cormani McLean, I think yep. The, yep. the corner that TV. just came in from yep. Miami. He's the number one corner in the class. Yep. So, like, we've seen this recruiting take yep. up. You know, we are the LA Football Network, and I do run a show called The Bruin Bible. So we got to dive into some UCLA Bruins Let's here. Me ready. and my, me and my girl P are very big Bruin fans. Uh, Dante Moore, it sounds like you follow the recruiting world. This guy, I mean, I'm a little biased as a Bruins yeah. fan, but I think he's the number one quarterback coming in. Yeah. We saw what he did in the Army All-American game, yep. four touchdown passes, was making throws like fade routes. Yep taking contact hitting you know receivers over the middle like advanced stuff you just don't see from high schoolers what do you think the ceiling is with ucla getting dante Moore? yeah it's, it's funny i remember being in arizona state when don when we first saw dante Moore's film because yeah he had to have been probably a sophomore at that mm -hmm, time mm -hmm. and i remember being in our offensive staff room with all the coaches and putting it on and our quarterbacks coach being like like, this guy's elite. Yeah. You know, yeah. Guys, we need to get at, we need to go after him with everything we got. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, for a few reasons, he he fits the mold of what you want for a lot of a lot of you know from a size perspective, from the arm talent. You know, he can he can make all the throws. He also in his film you see him use touch in, in, in those intermediate routes. It's the accuracy, the accuracy man. Yeah. yeah. And, and he also creates with his legs, and I, yep. I think. He fits the mold of what you want in a quarterback, and especially in the Pac-12 conference right now. And then as they, as UCLA transitions to the Big Ten, you need a quarterback that can create and that and that can make plays on the move. That's dynamic. And I, I mean, especially after you know you lose a guy like DTR, you, you need someone who's a dynamic guy that can come in and lead your program. I think uh, you know they, they hit an absolute home run with Dante. That's another question we want to follow up too. The move to the Big Ten. Yeah. We are West Coasters. We're not too familiar with the conference ourselves. You know, we watch the Rose Bowl every year. Yeah. We're going into you know Death Valley, yeah. Penn State. You know, the Big House, the Horseshoe. These yeah. are a whole new environments right. that we're going to have to deal with. Different what about. is Big Ten football like compared to Pac-12? Because I feel like you're a perfect person to compare this, right. being a coach at ASU. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. You exactly. know, I'm and both, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the Big Ten. It's different. It's different. Yeah. Ball. It, it just. I love the Pac-12, but it just means a little bit more in the Big Ten. You yeah, know, I think for a lot of there's a lot of reasons for that. It's the media market. It's, it's there's nothing other than Husker football in Nebraska. Yeah. In LA, you got like everything yeah, yeah, yeah. in the world to do. I saw the same thing in Arizona and Scottsdale. Like the best thing to do isn't to go to a football right. game. It's, it's, it's probably to spend your time yeah. in Old Town at night. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, 
honestly, when the when the transition happened, when they announced they were they were leaving to the Big Ten, at first I was like almost disgusted. I was like, that makes Same. no sense. Same. Like, <laughs> it's weird. Flying across the country, and then, but just start thinking about man, when you get the Saturday night Week Ten showdown, USC at Penn State. One of Saturday. Imagine the Ohio State at UCLA game. Like, those are going to be electric matchups for college football, and it's going to. College football is already becoming non-regionalized, right? It's already a nationalized sport. Recruiting's national, TV's national. It doesn't really matter anymore. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and, and you think too. You think about teams, you know, losing their identity when they switch conferences. But think about like when Texas A&M left and to go to the SEC. Everyone was distraught. Oh, they're going to lose their identity. Now, Texas A&M, their whole identity is that they're in the SEC. <laughs> yeah. And paying players a lot of NIL money. So yeah. I, I think pretty soon we get we all get used to it. And for UCLA and USC and for the L.A. market, being in the Big Ten is a good thing for them. I truly believe it. Yeah, and, you know, initially as a fan of the Pac-12, I, I thought, like, again, I was like, this makes no sense. Yeah. But you know what? If we want to, like, get respected, then – Sure, just go, go ahead and move to the Big Ten. Yeah. Nobody will see you as somebody that just pumps out football players, just sends them to the NFL, yeah. and then that's it. That's all you're known well, for. So. And, and I'm telling you, the, the matchup, the Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan against UCLA-UCLA matchup, that fires me up a little bit more than, like, UCLA against Washington State. Yeah. i got to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, from a competition standpoint, yeah. the games just mean more. You know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. Like, we're going to be going to play Iowa. And, like, an yeah. Iowa home game, game, the environments exactly. are crazy. Yes. Yeah. Jump yeah. around is going to be going on in Madison. You know, stuff <laughs> yeah. like this. It's going to be absolutely yeah. nuts. Uh, we have to bring it up. I know we were talking Bruins. Caleb Williams, USC. Yeah. Is he one of the best, or like, where would you rank him in the quarterbacks of the last 10 years when it comes to college football? Because he would probably be the number one pick this year if he was able to come yeah. out, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, he, he's been remarkable at both places he's been at. Um, Oklahoma, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you think about where, you know, how he's kind of progressed in his career as a passer. You know, I mean, you think back early on, he, he struggled a lot in the pocket. And now Lincoln Riley's got him – playing comfortable and the right. skill he has around him. Um, you know, I, I think the sky's the limit, obviously. He's going to play a long time in the NFL. He's got to be one of the, you know, one of the top three probably in the last last 10 years of college football. And and now the question is, can he, can he repeat as the yes. as the Heisman? And yeah, man. I just, I just shot a video the other day of, uh, with my Heisman dark horse as uh, Michael Penix Jr. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a lot, yeah, okay, so a lot, yeah, lot of flack for that one. That's an extreme dark horse, but uh, but I think, you know, I, I think we'll probably get into this topic anyway. But, but no, I love it, man. It. Yeah, and, like, one of the things I wanted to bring up, too, is, like, we are in the Pac-12 still. we got to finish out this year. <laughs> the quarterbacks in this conference are – it's the most loaded I've ever seen it. Like, when you have a Caleb Williams, you have a Bo Nix who, you know, might win the Heisman himself next year. Penix Jr., your dark horse Heisman yeah. candidate. Cam Rising's been a two straight Rose Bowls. Exactly. Nobody's talking about this yes. guy. Yeah. Dante Moore might be starting. And uh, what's his name? Ward up at Washington yeah, State's very yeah. solid as well. Yeah. I mean, is this the deepest you've ever seen on the West Coast when it comes to the guys spinning it, the rock? It, I think the Pac-12 as a whole, quarter, in the large part, is quarterbacks. Obviously. Yeah. I mean, I remember preseason last year. I was doing like the preseason prediction shows and just trashing the Pac-12. Like, it's going to be an embarrassing year. For the <laughs> yeah. And then they come out and and you know might have been the deepest conference in college football last year. Yeah. Not the most top heavy, but sure. I mean they got they got what they end up like six, seven teams in the top yeah. twenty-five yeah. in the year. Exactly, um, man. And, and that's because of the quarterbacks. I think Bo Nix, what a comeback story he's had. Dealing him, I mean, man. I mean, when when he left Auburn, the Auburn fans hated. Him. 
I mean, you think about I mean, I know. I, I remember I tweeted, like, Bo Nix is a player to watch going into last season. And all the Auburn fans were like, you, you're not watching his film. If you watch it, you want to Just say wait that. and see. Right, and then he right. balls out, man. And, and Cam Ward transfers and, and with, with his uh, with his offensive coordinator from Incarnate Ward. And, um, you know, Cam Rising's had made big plays. Michael Penix Jr., as we talked about. I'm curious to see what happens at Arizona State. You know, who's the, who wins that job? Is it Drew Pine? The Notre Dame transfer is it? Is it Jaden Rashada who gets there? So, yeah, that was a big get, by the way. Yeah, there's a lot, of, a lot of great talent in the Pac-12, and um, and yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, the Pac-12 to continue to stay relevant, especially when they lose their guys, you need elite quarterback play. You do. Uh, I know you gave a dark horse Heisman with Penix Jr. Is there anybody else out there you're thinking like Drake May from North Carolina comes to mind? You know, Caleb obviously can repeat being back again. It's very hard to do it. Only Archie Griffin yeah. has done it before. Any other Heisman guys we can hear of? Maybe even on the West Coast, Midwest, you know, who knows? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Jordan Travis at Florida State as well. Very uh, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, I know I played at Penn State. Obviously, I think Penn State's going to have a great year next year. they got all the pieces. They'll probably be preseason top six or seven in most polls. Um, so if they have the kind of run that they have, that they can have, I think you look at either Drew Allard, their quarterback, or Nicholas Singleton, their, their running back, five stars, and potential Heisman guy. Um, but I, I uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick by my Michael Penix Jr. Because okay. listen, if it's wrong, no one will remember I said it, and if it's right, <laughs> I will be clipping this. We've over my social media. This will be <laughs> We've got the clip, Adam. We got the clip. We'll send it over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got it. We got it, man. So uh, I want to ask you really quick your thoughts on the transfer portal. I know you know this has been. A- as a Bruin, as a Bruin fan, you know we've yeah. been we've been lucky with the transfer portal as well. So, what are your thoughts on the transfer portal? I see a lot of mixed reviews, a lot of mixed yeah. feelings about that. Do you think it's good for, for college football? Is there a limit? Like you're you're five years in, buddy. Yeah. Don't don't. Yeah. What's what's the point of the transfer portal now? So, what yeah. are your thoughts on the transfer? Portal? No, that's a great point. I, there's a lot of mixed feelings. Coaches yes. feel a certain way about it. Here's here's what I'll say. I always go back to advocating for the players of course. and for what's best for them. I really believe that it's difficult to ask a 16, 17, 18-year-old to make the right decision one time, the first time. It's true. I mean, let's think back to what we were all doing when we were 17 years old. Like, it's a tough decision to make. To give them one chance to then get it right a second time, I'm all for it. There's a limit. There's a limit, (laughs) yes. You look at some of the great stories of the transfer portal. We're talking about Jalen Hurts. Yeah, Yeah, Jalen Hurts. You look at Bo Nix we just talked about. You look at Caleb Williams. Jake Bobo, thank you. Jake Bobo, yeah, yeah. Bobo. I uh, I actually interviewed him last week. Did you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying not to Um, fangirl. He was was, was a (laughs) shot. Oh, nice. Yeah, I did DTR and Bobo. I did see DTR, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, sorry. But, yeah, I think you give the guys an opportunity to get it right. There's a limit. At the end of the day, the, the problem that people have with the transfer portal, I believe, is not the portal itself. It's the portal combined with NIL, combined with the tampering that goes on. It's getting muggy, yeah. yeah. The water At its beginning. core, the transfer portal is a great thing for sure. the athletes. Sure. When it gets a little muggy and a little hairy and a little pay for play, <laughs> that, that's when people have issues with it. Yeah, okay, that's a fair point. Last question we got for you. You got to pick a Final Four for next year. Well, Coming into the season, yeah. who is in the 2024 college football playoff when all said and done? I haven't, I haven't been asked that before. So yeah. It's a little early for them. Yeah. I'm going to go, yeah, a little bit. But no, yeah. yeah. I'm about it. Um, okay, I'm going to go, we've got to go Georgia. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's just. Think, Georgia's, I yeah. Get, I think we get, yeah, how's the bracket? Georgia, Alabama, the two SEC teams. I'm going Penn State. And I'm going the, Fight win, on. And I'm going the winner of the Pac-12, which I'm going to say would be USC. 
Wow. Let's see. Okay. Their defensive coordinator is back. I don't know if that's good or bad, but we'll see. Um, all right. Well, uh, final four. Michael final Pena four. Jr., early Heisman, Dark Horse. Yeah. If he's right, this is his receipt. <laughs> We're clipping it. Yeah. This is his receipt. Adam, thank you so much Appreciate for coming. So much. Thank you so thank much. You. Saving this with Adam Brenneman. Thank you for watching the Bruin Bible on LA Football Network. Adam Brenneman, the man, myth, and legend. We are officially out. You guys have a good one. Thank you.